1: Hello and welcome to 1UP, the game podcast delivered through the AI podcast channel. As you may know, it's been E3 season if you're listening to this, and me and my partner in crime, Carl, how are you doing buddy?
2: Not too bad, guy. yourself?
1: I'm good, I'm good, apart from the weather, which as, well, Irish and British, uh, we you got to talk about the weather. It is currently pissing down where I am, and you're from Ireland, so, you know. Uh, 24-7 <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah I've got a yellow rain warning over here which is just brilliant I don't know what the hell that means but yeah great June weather um, but in this one as I said we're going to be doing E3 stuff um, so Carl we'll start with overall thoughts on E3 and whether Sony were right to give it a miss this year
2: I think that the short answer to that is, is yes In the way that, uh, I mean, it's hard to say what Sony could have done if if they'd done a press conference, like what they could have, how they could have benefited from it. But in the simple, if if it comes down to the simple case of where they punished for not showing up at E3, and I don't think they were. I think kind of there was a free swipe for Microsoft and Nintendo and they didn't really take it. It's not to say they had bad showings, and obviously we're going to get to them, but I I don't think there was enough kind of wow moments, uh, you know, enough for us to say, you know, you shot yourself in the foot, Sony, by by letting them have the stage. I I don't think they did enough with the the stage space they were afforded by Sony. Unfortunately, I don't know if you're kind of thinking on the same lines.
1: Um, i agree. I'd agree with the overall point. I think Sony have not missed a trick at all. I think they I think they're perfectly justified him in, in, in giving it a miss for a year. Um I, I think it I think it is fair to say. Overall the um, Microsoft and Nintendo especially have missed um missed their free hit or missed their opportunity is probably the best way to say it. But I don't think they had particularly bad conferences. We're obviously gonna go through conference and conferences. I don't think they were bad. Um but they just didn't they just didn't really do anything Against Sony, <laughs> like we know, Sony's winning the console walls It's not really close. And Xbox, they released a lot of stuff, and obviously, it's only been a year since they've announced um their million um new studios and stuff like that. So to expect a million new exclusives and go, they're only on well, Xbox and P- Xbox and computers the the way they go about it, but um, only on Xbox, it's a bit much. But I think considering it's only been a year, I think the show's a decent amount, but I just don't. I just don't think, even possibly me as a, as the Xbox fanboy that I am, I'm probably expecting a bit too much. But having it now settled, I think they did all right with what the time period they had, and yeah, um, the biggest news is probably that next gen's twenty twenty that we thought it would be. Uh, but we'll get to that on the Xbox stage. But yeah, bit of a not forgettable because of the new console stuff. But that'll obviously be built on next year. But it's just an e three that outside of a few celebrity appearances and, and a doggo, obviously, it was quite forgettable. Just, I think it'll just be one, one of the E3s that easily forgotten, especially next year with the new console stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I think really when, when people uh, think of this E3, they're going to just think of Keanu Reeves, yeah. which is kind of strange. I mean, it was a very safe E3. There was It was kind of like, here's the games you know are coming or the services you know are coming. Here's more details on them. Um, you know here's release dates and and you know I love release dates I, I can't remember any three that gave so many release dates and in, in in my kind of recollection and that's brilliant but I think it was just there wasn't enough surprises and I think some of that could have been down to leaks and obviously as we get to discuss those games that were leaked ahead of time you know I, I, for one example being Elden Ring I think Ooh. obviously if, if Elden Ring had been like Here's a game with George R. Martin and from software. People would have lost their shit, but we knew it was coming for like, I think there was rumors leaked kind of months ago, and then yeah. George R. Martin confirmed he was working on a video game, which added more credence to the rumors. And then the actual game and, and Bando Night is, or isn't it? yeah bandai namco as other games all leaked a few days ago that were going to be revealed at e3 which so i think i suppose you can't really blame the companies when leaks are are spoiling what what they have to reveal but i think even if those games hadn't been leaked still wasn't as many surprises as there are in a, a standard e3 but maybe that's just what to expect as we're kind of coming to the end of a generation but they're not quite ready to throw all their cards on the Mm. the table for the next gen this is what you're going to get and i'm sure it was the same before the the previous gen and we've obviously already just blocked that out so and it 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 was kind of to be expected i suppose at the end of the day
1: yeah i'd agree with that i think obviously with 2020 the dates um well holiday 2020 is the the big day um in terms of I'm going to still call it Xbox 2. They're probably not going to call it. They'll think of something new. New bullshit. I'll call it Xbox 2. Uh, Xbox 2, PS5. Looks like that's going to be 2020. Um, so, yeah. It's it's not... You're going to get the last hurrahs of this gen with um, Cyberpunk and Watchdogs and stuff like that. But I don't think there'll be many surprises. Well, Death Stranding as well. But we've, we've made fun of that game. Enough on this podcast. <laughs> um, we'll start... Um, it, well... The extended weekend with their fur if they count count them as E three, but we're gonna talk about the count them as the E three weekend. We're gonna talk about Google. Um Yeah, got a a Stadia Direct thing. I can't remember what they actually call it. It was again a bit boring.
2: <laughs> Stadia Connect.
1: That's the one. That's the one. Nobody else is going to call it that because who, <laughs> who cares, really? <laughs> um, but yeah, we got we got a, a Stadia connect, Carl. Um, we got some prices, we got some internet requirements, and probably most importantly for you, we got Baldur's Gate free. The
2: only thing important to me, to be honest, I mean. What are the positives I'll give this showing was that it was short. I think it was 25 minutes long, but the shortest of all the the presentations. And secondly, that it unveiled Boulders' k 3 from Larian Studios, which I think is the the perfect studio for for bringing a long-awaited sequel to to a series that I'm a fan of. Um, I mean, we discussed that on the last show, but again, that was already leaked ahead of time, so we we knew it was coming. But I mean, other than that, it was really poor from Google in my opinion. I, I think they needed to tell us why we need this. And I think as soon as I heard kind of the the, the Stadia Pro subscription plan, I think hmm. they they refer to it as the kind of the details of that, that just killed it for me. I mean, to to sum it up, really, obviously it's it's nine ninety nine. You get a selection of games. Okay, that's standard. It's it's kind of like a Game Pass, but then. They tie streaming like to to 4K. You need the the pro uh, subscription. Obviously, they're going to launch a free subscription in 2020, as they confirmed. But that'll be capped out at 1080p. So you'll be buying a game for 50, 60 quid. You assume I'm talking euros there. Obviously, before any 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 UK based listeners, it's not like, that what different. game cost sixty pound? But 40 forty pound, let's say. You know, you're paying forty pound for game but you can only play it in 1080p unless you pay a 10 or a month. Otherwise, you know, why wouldn't you just get it on your PS5 or your Xbox 2 or whatever they're going to call it? You know, you get the game and you can play it in 4K if you have the on the, the 4K TV. Like, it just, it makes no sense to me to tie 4K to, to the... I was never going to get a subscription for Stadia. I'm not interested in it that much, but if they have good first-party exclusive games, maybe I'd be like, well, look... I all I have controllers I have you know a, a laptop I can just stream it on my laptop to play this game but that's that's not going to happen if if I have to you know if I'm not going to be able to get it in 4K and I just think it's it's crazy to to tie that to to the subscription plan what did you think
1: I I I, I can only agree with you I mean Google trying to make their their way into gaming and, and trying to make a big dent in it and <sighs> I think the first two well the first was a press conference and this was a little video pack I thought both were a bit crap if I'm going to be brutal about it, I thought they were I thought they were both terrible if anything um, it was even worse for me. The only thing that looked exciting was Baldur's Gate 3 and my crappy internet made the quality drop so even that looked shit. <laughs> 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 Which was quite a, was quite fitting considering Google um, study, you need a decent internet connection. I can't even play a fucking YouTube stream without it dropping quality. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd agree with everything you said there. I think they've shot themselves right in the foot with them. Um, Obviously, it was always going to cost some money, but to to tether four K of that, and then you're going to have to pay your own games and stuff. It just it just didn't make sense because they're not going to have the catalog, I and mean, well, well, Xbox Game Pass is probably one of the biggest topics of the C three, but you can't even really compare it to that. It won't have the, it won't have the catalog of that, and other than Ubisoft, who look like they they've took to it, it just doesn't really seem to have that much in place really, um, in in terms of the requirements. <clears throat> um, obviously the most important uh, important thing of of streaming. Um, ten ten megabytes per second gets you seven twenty p, and sixty frames per second stereo. Twenty megabytes per second gets you ten eighty p, sixty frames per second, five point one surround sound. Thirty five megabytes. Um, four K sixty frames and 5. 5.1 surround sound. So, Yet yeah, thirty five megabytes per second. I mean, I have dodgy internet especially in my front room where I'm on an extender and stuff like that like I'm doing a podcast here and I'm kind of wary that I may have a weak internet connection so hopefully that doesn't come across to any of the listeners but if it does dip at any point I, never mind that's just me and you talking over Skype cat. if I'm trying to play a game and then there's input lag which has been apparently not not horrendous problem but it, it it's a potential issue with this and if you have to have a steady connection of 35 megabytes to play a game to its full potential of this gen. This is this gen. So when, when Xbox 2 and PS5 come out, and whether it, we eventually get to 8K as a normal thing in, in the next few years, if you need 35 megabytes to play 4K, I mean, what, what are you going to need to play? 8K, et It just It just seems a bit weird to me.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, funny you bring that up because they did say that there there is scope there to extend it to 8K and 120 frames per second in the future. You're going to be talking at least 100 megabytes per second mm. there, maybe even more. Now I sit in a privileged position of having 500 megabytes per second is, is my connection. You know, I I could easily handle this. You know, my connection could without breaking a sweat, but. If you're, you're, you have a 10 megabyte per second connection, you may as well just play an Xbox 360. You're getting 720p and stereo sound. Like, what's, what, what's the, the point? How does this appeal to you? Just, just play the console you have. I, I mean, it just, it makes no sense whatsoever to, to me. And I think I, I, I always thought it was a risk with the, the requirements as was, as was. And we knew that obviously from the initial reveal, but, you know, just add to that then the, the cost of the subscription, and I just don't see how this, this does anything. And obviously they announced the Founders Pack as well. I think it was like $130. You get like a Chromecast Ultra, Stadia controller, three months of Pro, and three months that you can give to a friend. I think you also, and I think you also get, was was Destiny 2, was that just with the Pro subscription anyway, or is that just with the this, Founders Pack? I think they
1: said call? it's going free to play in like September anyway.
2: <laughs> it it is yeah but i think that's just the base game and maybe the first oh. two dlcs whereas i think this you get everything even the new expansion um but i can't remember what it was well either way or yeah i think it's with the, the subscription but like how's that set? i mean that's one of the few things i recall from this before i kind of recapped it earlier that they had like an exclusive controller color with the the founders packs like if that's your selling point you know you're you're not going to sell i mean for me it was and regardless if we put across the the, put aside the requirements the cost whatever people are interested are going to be interested but where were the games Baldus gate 3 aside which obviously is also coming to pc and i would be shocked if it's not confirmed for ps5 and xbox 2 yeah in the future obviously it's just they're not properly revealed yet because Larian Studios, other games tend to come to console, so that that's not really. And what else? They had like kind of a extended look at Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, uh, and then a couple of a couple of indie games, Get packed and Guilt, but they're going to be on other systems. And then we had a sizzle reel of a lot of games that are on other systems. Where was the first party exclusives? You know, where, where was the? They have a first party game studio. Where was their first game? You know, I don't see why you're launching this thing if you don't have like an exclusive game ready to go to sell it. You know, where were maybe some deals with some indie studios for some indie games to be at least timed exclusives for Stadia. There was no games, and what's the point in selling a game service with with no kind of exclusive games to push it? That that's the way I see it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I've just I've done a live speed test that I'm getting. 46 megabytes which isn't too bad but it is very inconsistent so we might be having a good day we are doing this in the afternoon so maybe later on it'll go down to potato speed (laughs) um yeah it's it it just i don't know it just felt very very pointless if anything as you said one of their main selling points was a a blue a, a nice blue controller which you need if you want to play google stadia on your um TV. I think that was that came out afterwards in in one of the free, frequently asked questions. Like you need you need the Google controller to play it on a Chrome a Chromecast for your TV. Like one of the, one of the big selling points originally was that you could play it with a PlayStation controller, an Xbox controller, and you can't if you play it on TV. <laughs> it just it just all seems very stupid to me. It just really does. It really really does. And the thing, even their partnership with Ubisoft, Ubisoft later went on in the week to announce their own package thing <laughs> it was it i don't get this why if you want to play a ubisoft game you either go on your console and get it or you'll go through that you play plus thing they announced which no, it doesn't really matter because it plays to, um pc only um so yeah it just i i don't see the point of this and obviously in the same e3 xbox announced and didn't go into any details which is probably a criticism but i'm glad they didn't talk about I I'd rather them go into an own own event and not hijack E3 with how um X Play works. Um is that the actual name? I can't remember, <laughs> remember. X Cloud That's the one. Um yeah I I it just even Xbox's two second thing of going it plays for your it goes through your console like, oh okay. At least it's got the infrastructure there. With Google it's like okay I I'm never gonna pay for this. I'm not that ass so yeah i thought this was just um it was just pretty pointless and a a big company like google i I just think they've got it completely wrong really i, I
2: mean that's that's the biggest positive is for microsoft that this reveal is basically being like free market research for yeah. them like the reaction to this they can say well you know we're going to do it differently we're going to give you 4k for free we're going to you know they can go and do all these things and get the goodwill of the people, and so today, Google have really handed an advantage to to Microsoft, and I suppose it's Sony too once they they kind of properly play their hand on the the streaming side of things. So I just think it's it's um it's, it's crazy really. I mean at the end mm-hmm. of the day, um I, I don't know what what Google are thinking, and and at the minute unless there's a lot of U turns and kind of changes in in direction it's probably going to fail in my opinion and i get that 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 kind of outlook from from a lot of the industry
1: yeah yeah thing it and even then they said it's not it's not going to be properly available till 2020 and then we've got the next generation of consoles which will just take over the gaming markets it's just completely screwed we've got some of the biggest games of this gen coming out in 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 spring, which we'll obviously get to, and then at the end of the year we're getting new consoles. So I, I don't get why Google launched it now. We just didn't. It I don't I don't see it. I don't care. But um, we'll move on um, from Google because I don't think many people will be that asked. But if you are asked, <laughs> feel free to tweet us and explain it because I don't get it. Um, another one. Uh, the next. uh Well, it wasn't a press conference. It was a EA Play. Um. There wasn't much we were interested in it turned out to be better than i thought it would um but we'll we'll start off um firstly with with the big reveal that we expected to happen and did happen and got the full gameplay and stuff like that was um star wars jedi fallen order and for me not and like the perfect game for me is just making knights of the old republic but this just looked like a modernization and a betterment if that's if that's the right word of um force unleashed which to me just sounds pretty damn great
2: yeah no i I was actually a little surprised by that i mean we obviously never seen the gameplay for this uh back when they they revealed kind of the trailer and the release data a few weeks ago um and i assumed it was going to be kind of a spiritual successor to the jedi knight series which was like a first person series of, of games i mean especially with the jedi fallen order it just seemed to, to make sense respawn obviously are known for making first person games so when i seen the gameplay on adia play and seen it was a third person action adventure game like force unleashed i was surprised but the, that was definitely the, the the first thought was oh look it's like force unleashed three but but not um and you know either way obviously respawn i suppose in the end of the day respawn are going to want to do something different so uh, i suppose it makes sense if they're, they're going from from first person to uh third person action adventure and i suppose you could compare it to guerrilla games obviously going to horizon having mm-hmm. previously made the killzone series so it makes a lot of sense in, in that way because studios don't want to be tied the same genre the, the same series for, for too long uh, I, I, I liked what I've seen I mean I, let's be honest we've been starved of Star Wars games for so long and, and especially kind of single player focused Star Wars games so we were probably all us Star Wars fans are always going to be in on this unless it looked an absolute disaster which it doesn't um, So and, and of course given Respawn's pedigree you're always going to, to have high hopes um it, it looks it, it looks a lot like it's it's going to take in cues from some star wars games we we never get we never got obviously like amy hennig's cancelled game and mm. uh star wars 1313 and that kind of thing which uh, i'm sure people are going to be happy about um yeah like like i said I, I liked what i seen i mean what did you think i
1: yeah, that um that Star Wars was it the May fourth where they showed the trailer for the new film or was it I think it was um end of April actually. Um they showed the the first trailer and it had no gameplay I was getting a very much anthem vibe off of it. I I'm I'm learning people. Anthem's burnt me now, <laughs> so I'm learning ears tricks now. Um, so yeah, I was I had a very bad vibe um, coming off that event in April, and I think this is I think this has really turned it around for me. To be honest, I think it'll be something I'll pick up day probably day one. Um, and yeah, I I just think it looked really promising and respawn have made well, Titanfall one especially is one of my favourite games of this gen. Um, it's probably my favourite first person shooter. Probably since like COD six, um, it's just it's just a it's just a, I, I just it just got that vibe of a good game that we've not that we've really been starved of with this um, with this Star Wars license, which obviously in, in previous podcasts we've obviously criticised very heavily with how we were uh, wasting it, and ho- hopefully this is kind of them EA as a whole learning that this is such a a precious thing to people and people don't want monetized bullshit games where it is a previous game with a different skin on that looks like star wars and then you screw up the whole thing with um, loot boxes leveling up and stuff like that so yeah i i, I hope this is kind of like a-, a mini reboot of the ea license for now I'm not- i'm not sure how long they have left on that but just this I think this has got to be a success because if it isn't we've talked about Disney getting pissed off before if if they if this fails that I imagine EA won't be keeping the license as much as they'll want it to still be in EA's hand uh, for EA to keep it but um yeah this it just just felt like a good game and yeah I'm quite looking forward to it I really am and if it succeeds I'm very happy for Respawn and um yeah, hopefully they make Titanfall free just for me. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, th- th- this has got to be the start of not wasting the Star Wars license. I think, think's the main point.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is. It is really do do or die on this one. I thought it was interesting actually that um, they they made sure to mention that it's canon to to kind of the the current. Mm star wars timeline and i'd say that didn't go down well with a lot of people who had books and previous games that were originally in the canon that have have since been written out as as kind of legacy content so i'm sure that 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 didn't go down well but you know it's it's it, it kind of puts more pressure on respawn to deliver a good story because if this game is canon you know that comes with a weight of expectation you know because most of the stuff that is canon is is high quality stuff um except for episode two and kind of half of episode one and i could go on but you know (laughs) you you get the point um there's it it does give a weight of expectation for the story and, and that's something that maybe respawn aren't well known for despite the fact that You know, quietly, a lot of people say that that, uh, Titanfall 2 is one of the best five, six hour campaigns they've ever experienced. Mm. It's just a brilliant kind of buddy story. Um, uh, I'm sure you played it. Obviously, I haven't gotten around to it yet. So, I mean, based on what you played with Titanfall 2, are you confident they can deliver a kind of a high quality story here?
1: Oh, God, yeah. Titanfall 2. That was one of the only criticisms for me. is Titanfall One. It didn't really have. A, they had like a integrated multiplayer story, which didn't it didn't mean anything, and nobody really cared. And Titanfall Two for for such a small story. It like, bam! I was almost I was almost in tears with that. And that that was only below sub ten hours story. Never mind whatever this. Whether this is going to be twenty hours plus or whatever, um, this it. I, I just think. If respawn has had their time and not been ea <laughs> I think this I think this will be great because Titanfall two, although it didn't click with me as much as um Titanfall one, the story was just fantastic and you you made a great point there. I I completely forgot about that, but yeah, if they can um expand their storytelling from Titanfall two into this, and I, I, it makes me look forward to it even more, really.
2: Yeah I mean I'm I'm confident when it comes to um Respawn I think they have a lot of a lot of leash from EA I don't, I don't think EA can of control them in any way because I think they've become EA's favorite sons I mean mm. with, with you know with with uh, Apex Legends and now with with this on the horizon they've you know obviously dice have had some failings and in, in recent years we'll probably briefly mention battlefield five in a moment and um you know anthem hasn't gone down too well for bungie so i think respawn have really come out in the spotlight as as the favorite sons over the ea and as their their kind of main weapon when they're, they're coming up against you know kind of rivals activision and the like so, you know, I'm confident that this game won't be Yay, would as you put it. I'm confident Respawn will deliver something special here. And we don't have too long to wait. Obviously, we knew the release date ahead of E3. But November 15th, I mean, it's it's about five months away. Mm. That, that's no time, really.
1: Same day as Pokemon. Putting you on the spot right now. Which one do you want more?
0: Even on a budget?
3: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: Pokemon.
1: Obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> I'll probably, the,
2: the, 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 <laughs> that's not a slide on, on Jedi Fallen. Yeah.
1: I'll probably get both, but like I have got from midnight till when Pokemon gets delivered to finish Star Wars. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, as you mentioned, there is more to EA play. Apex Legends, um, they released um, Season 2, a new character called Watson. I wasn't paying that much attention, to be honest. It looked like she made shields or force field thingies.
2: Yeah, they I, they had, it, I had it in the background when I was doing other things. Um, it seems her and her father were kind of tied to designing the, the arena in Apex Legends, so they're really much embedded in the, the Apex lore. And she seemed to have kind of a, a sad story with her father and, and been really proud of her and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, you wouldn't expect this from like a multiplayer battle royale game. Um, but I mean, Apex Legends, they're, they're, it's doing things. I played a bit of it way back when meant to go back to it, never did. But I enjoyed what I played. It's really solid. It's it's another example of how talented a, a studio respawn are. And um I mean I, I think it's it's one of the, the success stories for EA recently not much more we can probably yeah. say on yeah. that one
1: yeah uh, we'd have to play it to take but they took care that much um next up battlefield 5 they brought out um some new maps which are free again ea trying to apologize for the whole star wars stuff um looked like they were trying to tell the story of greece in the but in the second world war i know you're a bit of a history buff. i I wasn't i'm not too too familiar with the greece stuff in in, in world war two excuse me um So yeah, that looks like an interesting story to tell even if it is just through multiplayer stuff. But yeah, anything tickle your fancy with Battlefield there?
2: The real thing I know to me is the fact that it's been added to EA Access. I mean, I I think that kind of tells the tale of... Kind of how like I'm not obviously people bought this game, people are playing this game, but how disappointing it was, and and mm. probably the part as as we kind of touched on and, and why Respawn have kind of emerged ahead of Dice maybe as as the favorite sons of late. Uh, this game didn't sell to, to expectations. Obviously, it was laid out of the trap with its battle royale mode. Which is a battle royale. No, people still don't understand why it exists, given the kind of game Battlefield is anyway. That it, it's pretty much like a battle royale with response anyway. Um, so, but it, it's interesting that they've decided to, to put it on EA Access as, as one of the more notable titles. And um, that that was the one thing that really stood out to me from from the the presentation on Battlefield Five. To be honest, was that the fact they're kind of admitting defeat somewhat.
1: I didn't even notice that. That's how much I was paying attention. Um, yeah, I've, I've played a bit of Battlefield 5. It's it's fine. I probably preferred Battlefield 1. Uh, but yeah, if you've got EA Access, I think EA Access is coming to PlayStation if it's not already. But it's going there. Um, worth checking out. The Battle Royales bit, it's different. That's my best way of saying it. It's different. It's not mad as fuck like all the other ones. So if you want to try something different, fair play to that. And... This is probably the only time we're going to mention FIFA on a on a thing on on a podcast like this because it's not normally this market. Nothing to do with the actual game FIFA, but FIFA Street is back, baby! Oh my god, <laughs> it's been so long. I can't wait to play FIFA Street. I'm not calling it Volta. I'm calling it FIFA Street.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was rumored just before. E3 and it, it did really perk my interest and that's why I watched the FIFA 20 presentation and uh, like the, it looks like they're actually moving the needle with FIFA this year, not just full to like new new kind of free kicks and penalties and other kind of tweaks to gameplay that we, we probably haven't seen for a few years. And and then the, the, the Volta mode or, or FIFA Street, as, as Guy wants it referred to, it looks brilliant. I mean, I always enjoyed the FIFA Street games. There were a lot of fun. It uh, looks like this is going to take itself a little more serious than the FIFA Street games did. We're, we're not going to have Dizzy Rascal commentating or rapping more so along to the game. But, I mean, uh, it, it's something different. You know, you, you enjoy playing FIFA mates but if you can be like well right we've had three or four matches let's play some street matches instead it's going to mix things up and it's going to make things interesting um and you know obviously i I get fifa every year but not always at release and i I think this this could possibly kind of change that that i will get it on on release this year because i I think it fair play to them for finally mixing things up a bit
1: absolutely lately um yeah, we mentioned Star Wars release date, which was November fifteenth. Um, FIFA is the twenty seventh of September. Um, other stuff on EA. Uh, that I don't think either of us watched Madden twenty, The Sims four. They sell themselves. Um, the EA originals. I didn't watch this. Did you watch this car? I
2: I I did. Um, I mean it, that a uh, criticism is why that wasn't its own thing. Like, why was it in kind of a post show panel rather than having its own slot within the show Mm -hmm. because I think EA Originals is something that that EA have have received a lot of praise for and they they went out and announced two new games and then had Hazelite, you know, kind of confirmed they're working on another co-op game obviously after the success of A A Way Out. So I think they probably could have advertised that a a bit better like they did with the the other things. Um, But I mean, that aside, I mean, it's strange to be praising EA, but I like how they did things. They they kind of they set expectations for what this was. Yeah. You know, you, you knew when the game you were interested was on. You can tune in if you're an Apex Legends player. You can jump in there. If you're a Battlefield 5 player, you know what time that's on. at. If you're a FIFA player, you know when that's on. If you're just there for Star Wars, you can watch that and they turn it off. You know, the, I think it was perfect rather than trying to force a press conference in when they didn't have what was required for a press conference. I mean, I think if they'd done this last year with Anthem and stuff, it probably would have went down a lot better than, than what the, the press conference they, they delivered. So it, it's strange to be praising EA, but I personally think they deserve praise for how they went about it. It was It was kind of the the right way to do things what did you think overall
1: i'd agree with that i don't it was obviously nothing um hugely surprising i thought that just as you said i think they just did it cleverly um star wars big hit fifa street big hit rest of it not asked but as you mentioned they broke it down perfectly for obviously me and you we, we're doing this so i try to watch as much as it's possible i i couldn't handle watching madden and sims 4 because i don't think many people would be that arse and if not they'll play they'll just play anyway uh I, I love the sims but i'm not gonna watch yeah, i got that, it that's what i say <laughs> I'd, I'd be
2: afraid it would tempt me to to, to download it and then I'd, I'd give away my soul to the to the sims 4 that's that's exactly that that's like a class a drug the sims 4 like that that stuff's addictive
1: Oh god I can't no I can't get back into the Sims it'll it'll take over but yeah I thought EA, I thought EA was fine not pulling up any trees but two two very promising things there and hopefully they they build on it next whether they have a proper conference next year or if they do this again fair enough I quite like this format um Xbox is next which was kind of the first proper press conference thing this one will will obviously be quite detailed on because it was the biggest conference and there's a lot to talk about. We won't be going through every idea, Xbox and stuff like that. For example, um, but it started off quite quite strongly. Um, the Outer Worlds, a game that we knew of from um, Obsidian last was it last year E3 or was it the? No, it was the um, Game Awards, wasn't it in December? I think. Um, so we knew about this Obsidian, obviously it, an Xbox thing, but this is their last um, third party thing, if that's the right terminology. But it is going into Game Pass. But did did you like the? What you saw of the outer world?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I was when this game was first revealed, it it definitely caught my interest. Obsidian, or a, de- a developer I'm a fan of. Obviously, they did like Knights of the Old Republic two. They did Star War, uh, Star Wars, uh, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Uh, they did Fallout New Vegas. I mean, they're a real they have a real pedigree when it comes to RPGs. This, obviously, as we discussed back on the pod, way back when it was was announced, it looks kind of very. Borderlands-esque with kind of a touch of Fallout. A lot of people are kind of calling it like, oh, the Fallout, the real Fallout 4 type thing. You know, this is what the, the fans have been waiting for. Um, I mean, I, I was already in on this. I, I do think I have to levy a little bit of criticism. You know, for me, graphics aren't the be-all and end-all. And it's not going to affect my interest in this game. But I did think graphically it, it looks a little dated. Mm. Did you get that impression?
1: It did. It did look a bit bethesda if that's the right word, because I think they go fast and loose with graphics as well. <laughs> then, then it really is Fallout 4, yeah. Yes, exactly. But yeah, it did, it did look a bit middle-of-the-road this-gen rather than late-gen, if, that, if that's the best way of putting it. But I'm like you, unless it's like literally a potato-esque graphics, I, it doesn't bother me too much. But yeah, I think you'd probably expect more but as as we said this is this is not with microsoft backing um unfortunately it's going into game pass for me so i'm not i will be paying for it but i'd, I'd obviously be paying for game pass anyway um that is out on the 25th of october i believe yes uh-huh. Yeah, and that
2: was a new release date, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we got we got that and we got the Game Pass confirmation. And I mean, maybe it's my thinking, but I wasn't sure it was going to be day and date Game Pass because although it is now first party, it's yeah. still there was commitments already. It was going to be on PlayStation. I didn't know whether Xbox would want to bring it straight away, maybe bring it a few months down the line. But there we go. It's day and date. So that's cool. It's it's effectively free in inverted commas if you're already a Game Pass user. So May as well check it out.
1: Yep, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um I actually forgot about that game when we, when uh I was I was discussing what games I'd be getting later in the year with one of my mates, and then it and then it popped up. I was like, oh yeah. But yeah, game pass, um we'll talk about towards the end. Um next game. It depends on your perspective, but probably from our perspective, probably disappointing. Obviously, Ninja Fury are known for their single player games especially um hellblade center with sacrifice and stuff like that but what they what they've shown was a multiplayer melee game that is, i think is trying to work, attract the overwatch um battle market whatever the hell the right terminology is obviously i think they mentioned that they've obviously been working on this before microsoft acquired them and and stuff like that but it just, it just feels strange that they're going down this route, and I think they mentioned that they they wanted to go in a slightly different route for this. But I don't think this is what many people expected when Microsoft got um a Ninja theory.
2: Yeah, I think this was a project they they were working on long term, as they said, which is why obviously it's come out so so quickly. And, and Ninja Theory, like they they are the kind of, kind of they're a very creative studio. They have a lot on the go. I mean, I, I think I remember reading a while ago they had, you know, even when before Hellblade came out, they had like three or four products on the go, and obviously this is one of them. Um, obviously I would have preferred if it was like a Hellblade DMC kind of single player action game that, that we kind of expect from these, but but obviously you can't, can't blame them for experimenting and, and these kind of arena fighter games, they, they are in vogue. Um, and I thought it was kind of funny in a way because um, before Ninja Theory became Ninja Theory, their first ever game was a multiplayer Xbox live game. So it's, it's kind of like they've come full circle. Um, but, Again, if uh, it's going to be on Game Pass, you know, I'm I'm sure it'll be out in either late this year or early next year. Obviously, they confirmed the technical alpha for the 27th of this month. My birthday, actually, if if anyone wants to say happy birthday to me. (laughs) Uh, But. You know, it, it is what it is. It's not for me. It's it's not for you. But because we're both Game Pass users, we might jump on it one night yeah. and, and mess around with it, so we can at least say, you know, whether we we were right or wrong in in terms of our reaction. Um, but I'm sure Ninja Theory. I, I don't think this is going to deny us getting that that, oh, that yeah. uh, action. Single player experience on on the next Xbox. You know, I sh- wouldn't be surprised to see Ninja Theory come up on stage at at E3 next year and and unveil what else they have in the works. So it's it doesn't it doesn't really matter to be honest. Um, it's it's I'm indifferent to it basically.
1: Yeah, yeah as you mentioned, I'll 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 give it a go. Um, I think I've I've signed up for the alpha just to see what it's like. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, obviously it's a um. First party thing for Xbox or Game Pass. I'll play it. Um, next one, another first party thing. I believe is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Not not my cup of tea, but people love this artsy side scroller. Is that the right right term? Yeah. Um, side scrolling type thing. Um, been people have been going on about this game for years. I recall uh, it, we got a release date of um February the eleventh, 11th, 11th of February. Um this do anything for you carl
2: i've actually been waiting a while to, to to try the the first Ori. i i do like metroidvania games and i i really like the art style this and it kind of reminds you of something like journey um at least they finally gave a release date on on this because it feels like we've been shown this game so many times without a release date. I'm surprised the release date is as far off as it is. I would have expected this game in the fall, but you know whatever these day and age is best to just get the game complete rather than kind of releasing something that you're gonna have to patch. So at least the the fans finally have the the release date. Again, it's we already knew from. Uh, the, the xbox showing a few months ago that it was going to be game pass day and date um but but again they, they reiterated that so you know it's something I'd, i'll eventually play the first one and obviously if i get really into the first one of course i'm going to play this at at some stage so glad it's it that we know when it's coming because you know, it's it's just I, I think sometimes they they are guilty of dragging these things out, and they just keep showing, especially games that they know people are interested in. They just feel they can can show it, rinse and repeat, just kind of rearrange a trailer without ever giving actually any solid information. So, at least they they finally put that to bed on this one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. People will love this type. Not not my thing. Probably same thing for the next game. Obviously, Minecraft, one of the biggest franchises in gaming um got a new iteration of of minecraft with minecraft minecraft dungeons release days spring 2020 doesn't do anything for me but again something big for probably a younger audience um and anything you want to mention on that
2: just that it was hilarious when the mojang logo came up and someone in our whatsapp group said mojang are finally doing something other than minecraft <laughs> It was minecraft dungeons um also this game is is coming to switch as was confirmed at the uh the, on the nintendo direct so more of nintendo and, and xbox being all buddy buddy
1: yeah apart from they don't make stuff for us <laughs> yeah, but it's just weird. It's a, it's a one-way relationship, that by the looks of it. <laughs> <laughs> like all relationships. Yes, exactly. Um, we got more Star Wars stuff, no point talking about that. Um, yeah. One of the more interesting things, of not my cup of tea, I don't think it's your cup of tea either, was, um, well, we first thought, is it a Resident Evil? Is it an Outlast 3? But no, it's something completely new. It It's something called Blair Witch think me and you both had the same reaction of don't fucking touch the dog, um, or we'll not play it. But yeah. it looks fucking terrifying, and it looked really, really pretty considering what it was, but it did look very interesting. Horror games have a, a somewhat of a huge market, and they didn't say, obviously they give a release date, but they didn't really say much else. But it, it did look fucking intense, this game.
2: Yeah, like I had no clue what it was to to start, and as I said, like I kind of, I know there were some loose rumors that maybe we could get Resident Evil Eight, and I, I thought that might be what it is. Then uh, I know a few people shouted out kind of Alan Wake. We didn't because, and obviously because Microsoft do own the Alan Wake uh, IP, so that that made sense. But. You know, ultimately, obviously, it's 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 a licensed game, and it looks high quality. I mean, it's strange in this day and age, but when licensed games get announced, it raises eyebrows. People are interested. Obviously, we had it with that um, Predator game that that's coming to PlayStation 4.
1: Still salty about that
2: yeah so uh, but obviously here microsoft somewhat get their own back with a, a blair witch game which I, I believe it's 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 not coming to playstation so Is it not? It,
1: that's actually interesting
2: <laughs> yeah it, uh, i believe it's an exclusive p well pc and and xbox and
1: microsoft exclusive <laughs> it I'm
2: not going to commit to it yet and say this is something I'll definitely want to play, but I'd like to see more on it, kind of see maybe the reactions to it. But I do like a good horror game here and there. and um it it, it did look kind of like it has a, a high production value from from the trailer. So uh, I am in, I'm intrigued. it's it's nice to see kind of something maybe from the left field that we weren't expecting come in. It's not a massive holy shit surprise, but it's still a nice little surprise.
1: Yeah, and that is the 30th of August, I think that's coming up, yes. Um, Next one, the big one. We'll split this into two. We obviously knew we were getting Cyberpunk, they had their demo, what did you think of the demo?
2: Uh, Honestly, this is a game, you know, it's weird when I, you know, I say this a lot again, but this is a game I I 110% sold. Hold on already! I, I don't need to see any more of this game, so I wasn't too interested in in seeing any more. Obviously, I paid attention; it, it gave us a, li- a little bit more of kind of the, the story of what happens, um, which is good. But but really, my my attitude towards this game is just give it to me now so I can play it. I don't need to see any more trailers. Um, so yeah, like I I didn't. I mean, really, my reaction when the trailer started was okay give us a release date or why the hell are you showing this? And obviously as we'll get to the gave the release date um, and maybe a little further off than we date. would have wanted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, 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 we knew it was going to be at Microsoft. So we talked about it in the preview. It was, was something we were expecting and you know, it's, it, it is what it is really. So for, but for me personally, I, I didn't see, need to see any more of this game. But what did you think of the trailer?
1: Yeah, I thought it just did it. I thought it just did its job. Really, we obviously had um the forty-five minute gameplay thing a few months ago, which is obviously still on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, so I don't think they need like an in-depth demo. It would have been nice. It would have probably filled up the time better. But we got more um cutscene animation stuff. And I, I, I was just thinking, all right, this is this is doing its job. We get to see more of it. We get to see more AI fighting stuff and the inter and the kind of the interface and stuff and how it's working. And then all of a sudden you your character wakes up on a on a trash heap and his fucking Keanu Reeves there. <laughs> how the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, that I, I was, was crazy. I was not expect I was not expecting him in the game, then he's just on my screen and then he's on the fucking stage. <laughs> It, oh, he's breathtaking it, as
2: the person said <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're breathtaking yeah, no, that, I mean that, that kind of sums it up, I mean as I said, I'm, I'm sitting on my phone texting saying if they don't get a, 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 give us a release date we riot, and then suddenly uh, there's Keanu Reeves on my TV screen and I'm like what? <laughs> you know, like cyborg Keanu Reeves is saying and next minute he's out on on stage talking about his involvement in the game and the crowd went crazy. It's probably the biggest reaction we've we seen at E3, which is weird to say. But usually, I mean, sometimes celebrity, in fact, celebrity endorsements are usually frowned upon at E3, but because it was Keanu Reeves, it was, it was a totally different re- reaction. Um, and uh, I suppose then ultimately it, it, it kind of, Regardless of the release date, which we did, of course, get as well, um, it, it kind of made sense as to why they were showing Cyberpunk uh, again because th- this is a massive reveal that they, they've got Keanu Reeves, who, at the minute, with with the John rick films, is is kind of gold goldust, really.
1: Oh yeah, it, it, he his star has just really, really grown after that uh, after that lull. John John Wick and the other stuff, and he's obviously in um in uh, Toy Story as well. Um. it's had such a turnaround and it's brilliant (laughs) i love kiado reeves it's just so funny release date um 16th of april um people obviously were speculating beforehand. we we expected it to be this year and then i think uh jason schreier i think said it'd be put back into 2020 (laughs) even though we didn't know the release date anyway but um at least we know that c d project Red now have time to whether it's just finishing touches or whatever, but it's kind of the similar time the Witcher was released, I believe I think that was like May or something like that, so it kind of makes sense, I suppose,
2: yeah, I mean it, this game is is gonna sell gangbusters regardless of of when it comes out so as uh, I, I suppose ultimately as much as as a fan, I just love to be able to play it now. They got to take the time to get it finished. It's probably going to be a masterpiece, and, and masterpieces take time. So, you know, g- g- good on you, City say, say Product Red. Take all the time you need. Get it done. Hopefully, it doesn't miss that release date. And then in in April, we're getting to to finally play this game.
1: Absolutely, that's that is three days before my birthday. If anyone wants to say happy birthday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I just can't wait for that game. Um, then we got some more in less AAA stuff. Um, Spiritfarer Battletoads, the le- RPG time <laughs> Legend of Right. Um, I I remember Battletoads, Todes because Battletoads is that I can't really put. Is Spiritfarer the one with a two deer?
2: No. that that was a bit later in the okay. show. But I actually I actually made that that, that was weighted awards. woods. That was later in the in the show. But I actually thought that as well when I was recapping the show and I had to kind of look up what Spear Fair was. Spearfare was kind of like a little 2D, very artsy game. Wow. Um not really didn't didn't really jump out at me to to be honest, but obviously it, there's there's obviously gonna be an audience out there for it uh Battletoads strange we didn't get a release date for Battletoads I mean did, did that surprise you I, I I couldn't actually remember if we did or not and then I looked it up this morning and we didn't so uh, I I was surprised by that
1: yeah it's what is it two consecutive E3s for a game like is it two or is it three
2: for that, no, it was two. Last two. year it was unveiled with yeah. just basically a um it's logo a screen. Yeah, I, I think the year before was when Phil wore the the Battletoads T shirt. Ah,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. It is strange then because you wouldn't expect Battletoads to take that long, but I don't know. It might, it might be something for the Game Awards or something where it's just boom, it's out in a month's time or something straight in the Game Pass, etc. Um, Legend of Right, I can't remember this.
2: It was like a, a kind of black and white RPG. It looked kind of cool to me. I like those kind of games, so I'm, I'm intrigued oh. by that. Um, but I'd probably like to to, to read up on it some more. Yeah. Um, but it, it it just nice that that um you know Xbox are kind of taking indies putting them giving them a platform and, and we got obviously i suppose battletoads is really an, an indie it's its first party but it's a smaller title like yeah, like indie games um and then obviously straight after that then they rolled onto the idea at xbox montage but i rather than the montage we're just getting games thrown at you and not giving like titles it gave you titles so you could if something caught your eye you can be like what's that and you can look it up afterwards um, i mean not everything is going to be for everyone but you know again i got to, to see um killer queen black and after party which we talked about if, on a previous show or two indie titles that are of interest to me uh, another one caught my cross code looked like a nice little rpg game so i mean it's nice that they they give indies a platform that's that's all really you can you can say about that
1: yeah that's probably one of the Bigger differences between Xbox and Sony. I know Sony, obviously, kings of the console and stuff, but with E3 and stuff, they don't show too much indie stuff, and Xbox does. Um, so, yeah, idea Xbox. Nothing really jumped out at me. I was disappointed there wasn't Tunic, um, that little Fox Zelda thing that was shown a couple couple years ago, I think. Um, so that disappointing for me. But, yeah, any idea Xbox games that jumped out at you, go do, go do your own research, but... I think, I imagine most of it, I think all of them will be in Game Pass. I think they said actually so. That's, yeah. That's a, that's a good selling point. Um, but on to Game Pass. Probably the biggest winner out of the Microsoft thing is how um, stacked Game Pass is. Now, obviously, we've got the um, announcement of Game Pass Ultimate, which is um 1499 and I think it was £10.99, um, i said that really bad 14.99 and <laughs> just under 11 pound um in pounds um so yeah we got a game pass ultimate we obviously got um metro exodus hollow knight and Bar- uh, batman arkham knight um put in on the same day
2: and uh borderlands the handsome collection and yes
1: obviously yes as well and pretty much a million other things on this so yeah for me although microsoft probably left us feeling a bit underwhelmed i thought game pass was the real winner of this um conference
2: yeah definitely i mean you you kind of summed it up when you you tweeted afterwards saying like basically game pass is going to be stacked and i think i think that that seemed to be a focus there because you know we're both Game Pass users. So knowing what we're going to get on Game Pass is, is important to us. I think like in this day and age, there's a lot of services that I, I won't pay for, but, but Game Pass is, is one that I'm, I'm happy to pay for as long as they keep giving me reasons to do so. And I think they, they continue to do that. We, we've seen a lot there that is going to come to Game Pass. And I think Game Pass Ultimate represents a, a good deal if if you are someone who plays on Xbox and PC because you get your your game pass for both this separate subscriptions for both platforms and your Xbox Live all rolled into the one for 14.99 a month which is a good package deal if you're paying for those things anyway uh, they did I, I didn't actually note it down but they also announced for the the Xbox game pass for PC games like Football Manager um, age i think Age of Empires Definit- Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition which will you know we may as well discuss it now obviously yeah. was announced looks brilliant coming in october um and there was a couple of other uh pc games as well that that were announced as as game pass games for the pc so i mean if if that's a platform you play on that that's going to be of interest to you so uh, i think that was a good kind of deal uh for for 14.99 um because they're, they're including so much you know, yeah. I mean, as as you say, I, th- I think you put it well that it, you know, it was a win for for Game Pass users.
1: Yeah, and I think we've d- we discussed on a pod of, a good few pods ago that Game Pass is probably the future of gaming. It's probably Xboxes or Microsoft if you class them both now with the, with the computer. It's it's probably their biggest selling point. Obviously, Sony doesn't have something too similar as we mentioned there's ea access etc but that doesn't have the same catalog at all because that's obviously ea you play plus that just sounded shit um google stadia disappointing as we mentioned so i think game pass is probably xbox's biggest selling point at the minute and i think they could push it even more really
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it is a, a selling point. The fact that you could pick up an Xbox One S, especially when they go and say like, I think they're, I'd say they're, they're usually on sale at E3. It's like 50 quid off, that kind of thing. So I mean, you can get an Xbox One S for fairly cheap. You can get game, a year's Game Pass often bundled with it, and, and then you're sorted with the amount of games. Lately, that's all I've been playing is Game Pass games. Same, so yeah. It, it's, it says it all, really. Uh, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a no-brainer, and as, as, long, as, as long as Microsoft keep, keep pushing it up and up with, with adding more titles, and, and they don't seem to be, be stopping, so I definitely think they, they deserve some credit for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and um, just on just on the uh, releases there, obviously announced Batman Arkham Knight, not too new Hollow Knight. I think you're more familiar with on Borderlands. That's on PlayStation Plus, I think now as well. So it makes sense with their free free DLC, which we'll talk about in a min. But Metro Exodus, that's quite a new game. I know they have um a a, a decent relationship with um, the developer, but it, it's quite strange to have such a new game that isn't. Um, first party in there for me
2: yeah i mean it was it was kind of a it was a kind of the 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 standard title there given the the age of it um it's it's impressive an impressive get and and if they can get some more kind of standout third party games like that especially when when the new console comes along i i think it's important and in continuing kind of the, the the growth of, of Xbox Game Pass subscriptions is, is really to be able to say, well it's not just the first Friday games, it's not just a handful of indie titles. It's you can get some some big, big titles on there as well. I mean that, that's important and I'm I'm sure if they're not already that Stadia, for example, can, can take a note out of that that that, that it, you need to get these big titles to to, to be really able to, to, to put your platform out there as as a must-buy for gamers, you know?
1: Yeah, well put. Well put. And I need to actually put Metro X's on download. Um, Next up after the Game Pass stuff, we got probably the the <laughs> Forza moment where they just get a game and make it look sexy. This <laughs> is Microsoft Flight Simulator, which again is going into Game Pass, I believe. Uh, I, they said releasing 2020. I mean... It's not something I'm going to put in the diary or the calendar and 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 look out for. But as soon as I notice that's released, I'm going to play it because it looks just mad and pretty. And I'll play it for like an hour and then never play it again probably. But this looked pretty as hell.
2: Yeah, no, I'd be the same. I'll I'll, I'll probably mess around with it again because it's on Game Pass. Um, you know, it, it it was kind of nostalgic for me almost because I remember back in the day one of my friends had Microsoft flight simulator and a a flight stick for his PC and we were messing around on it and just crashing after two seconds every time because it was so hard to play and so I I mean it's it's not it was far from a moment where I was like oh my god this this is get hyped but it was there and I was like it's it's cool that they're they're kind of still in touch with their their roots i mean that's obviously something they were always known for and and those games they do have an audience there are some people who are obsessed with airplanes and able to get in there and play as some of their favorite airplanes is is massive to them so it's good for them that it's back
1: exactly exactly um wasteland free um not exclusive but i think it's in exile if that's how you pronounce it um their last third party thing before they go first party i think so yeah is that something you're familiar with it didn't it didn't really grab me at all wasteland 3 yeah
2: so wasteland obviously for for anyone to know the the original wasteland game came out in the 80s um and like as a really old computer game it actually was the inspiration for the the fallout games for the the initial the isometric fallouts obviously that came out in the 90s um in exile picked up the wasteland ip and brought out wasteland 2 a few years ago which was across all platforms and obviously w- wasteland 3 has been in the works for a while and um, obviously they were just kind of reminding us that that's coming and i think it did they say it was going to be game? Well, you assume it's going to be Game Pass, so yeah, just, just it, kind of
1: figure it is Game Pass now. <laughs>
2: yeah. So a new trailer that just kinda of give a better idea of the setting and that kind of thing. But it's it's coming. I think I, I no yeah. release date yet. I think it's still tentatively set for kind of early 2020. Mm. Um, but uh, I suppose it's just uh, an example of of Microsoft kind of showing you yeah, we 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 have all these studios and. Their stuff's going to be on Xbox and on Game Pass, and there you go, and that's what it is. I mean, I I picked up Wasteland Two on the cheap a while ago. I haven't gotten around to playing it yet, but I like In Exile. They're they're a good developer, so I'm intrigued by anything they have to show.
1: Hmm. And speaking of um, a new developer, uh, Microsoft revealed that they, they've purchased Double Fine, not someone I'm familiar with. But you you obviously have you have more knowledge of the gaming. Uh, inner workings as i do but double fine obviously went on to um show psychonauts 2 um i think neil said um he'd probably expect that would be more of a sony um developer but yeah more more studios for xbox the better i suppose
2: yeah definitely i mean it was kind of a surprise i think we knew microsoft were probably going to unveil at least one new studio acquisition but I had no real guesses as to who it could possibly be, and and this this one was surprising because I do kind of associate well. I mean, ultimately, Double Fine originally developed PC games, Grim Fandango, um, Day of the Tentacle, that kind of thing. Um, but those games like came to PSN a few a couple of years ago. Uh, I think most of them have been on PlayStation Plus by now. I know, I think I know Den- Day of the Tentacle and Grim Fandango were. Um, so you do kind of have that association with PlayStation. Um, I think it's it's an impressive get. I mean, Psych- Psychonauts obviously was a, a brilliant PS2 game back in the day. A lot of people love that. Psychonauts 2 is is on the horizon. We got a trailer for that. Sure, that's going to be Game Pass now. Um, like Double Fine, they, they make good games. They also make Gang Beasts, which is always a good laugh to play with friends. Um Yeah, like they're, they're good developer. They, they, their games aren't mainstream. They're, they're very much kind of out on their own. Uh, they, they have a real dedicated fan base. So it's, it's, it's a good get for, for, for microsoft and, and you wonder now what's what's next i mean i think phil spencer talked about potentially getting a, a japanese studio mm. on board so that would be interesting to, to see what what they can do there but for play to xbox they knew they needed to play catch up in terms of their their first party development and they're doing it and then some
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see who who they target in In the Japanese market, i mean I, I could only think of the big ones at the minute i'm I doubt they are going to go Nick from software or something like that, but you said, but just buy code yeah pairs <laughs> uh, exclusive to Xbox. <laughs> uh but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, well how far Microsoft go with the uh, with the purchases um next up, we had. We won't spend much time on this. We might as well throw a Forza into this as well. Um, we had Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. I, I, I'll play that. I'd play the hell out of it. I won't probably spend. Like, I'll spend money on it. But if it eventually goes into Game Pass, I'll play that. I think there's a few Lego games in there, so it will probably end up in there. I'll play that once it's in there. Um, then there was Forza. Um, Lego stuff which kind of just killed the whole press conference especially but after the um, Star Wars thing uh, we had Dragon Ball Z Kakarot which really tickled my fancy Um, early 2020 obviously Xenoverse 1 and 2 are decent but they're not really groundbreaking I, I watched a bit more gameplay on this on IGN afterwards it looked like a more not open world but it looked like a much more expansive Dragon Ball Z game and obviously follows the story of Goku um I'm not sure if you're a fan of the of the anime, but did this do anything for you? Yeah, I'm
2: I'm a fan. I'm I'm definitely a fan of, of Dragon Ball Z. I've been trying to work my way through it for years. I'm still on the sell sag. I, I started oh. with Dragon Ball. Worked worked my way through. I might go back to that soon, but um, yeah. I I, I mean, the games have never really for me, to be honest. I know a friend of mine was a big Budokai fan back in the day. I I couldn't really get into them. Um, But it's interesting, this. It seems to be kind of an an action RPG. At first, honestly, I just thought it was Jump Force again, because it kind of looked the same. And I was like, why is it only the Dragon Ball characters? But um, yeah, know it, it seems to have gotten a lot of attention. This a lot of the Dragon Ball fans are, are really excited, so um, it's cool that they're they're kind of they, they know Dragon Ball's still hot and and that they can can release these games and and take advantage of that. And obviously, that's that's what Bandai Namco are continuing to do. Or is it, it is, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see more on this because we, we we didn't really see too much. It'd be interesting to see more details.
1: Yeah, yeah. If it, Hopefully it's before um, Cyberpunk, because everything after that is dead. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully it's in uh, January, February, March. Um, two more indie games, and probably the two that grabbed my eye the most, um, were 12 Minutes, which I, I won't describe how I described it in the, in the WhatsApp group. It just looked a bit menacing, is probably the better word for it. It looked very strange. Look very interesting, and Away to the Woods, which was the deer game I got confused with earlier. But these two games are obviously not going to touch everyone's needle or turn anyone's needle in either direction. But this it looked um, two games that certainly piqued quite a bit of neutral interest.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think twelve minutes was was something that that caught a lot of attention. I think, like in our WhatsApp group, for example, there, there was a lot of people are saying that that looks like something they'd want to play. It's kind of an intriguing idea. Like the the protagonist seems to be stuck in like a twelve minute loop, playing out and, and different actions, kind of the butterfly effect type thing in on display. Looks really cool. Definitely something I'll, I'll look to play, especially if it is on Game Pass. I don't know. Did they did they say that was Game Pass?
1: I'm just assuming at this point that anything that wasn't like big on PlayStation as well is just going and get a pass. <laughs>
2: Hopefully. Um, yeah. Cause it's definitely something I'd like to play. And then obviously Wade of the Woods probably not something I will play, but I have to say it looked really cool visually mm. um, going, going around as, as deer. I actually seen this I'm not sure if you've seen on, on uh, social media, there's like someone as they were watching, that trailer, a deer happened to walk up at their window, <laughs> so that that's pretty weird. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely. As we we already said, it's it's cool that Microsoft are given the the platform to these indie titles, and long long may it continue.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, next one, and mm, possibly the. Not biggest, because I think the Halo stuff might be a bit disappointing, but possibly one of the most disappointing things on um the conference was the representation of Gears 5. We obviously had gameplay last year, and this one was kind of built around revealing a new game mode, which it did have gameplay, but it wasn't shown at the E3 thing, which I I, I know we mentioned uh, with Cyberpunk it didn't need gameplay, but I think on this it really I think it did need it, especially with this new game mode. Um... It just kind of it was just a weird representation. Obviously, the the drag the camera down to the un, underground or underneath the stage and stuff. I thought this was just a really weird way to present this game. It,
2: it really was. I mean, it was like here here's some wrestlers playing the game, but you don't get to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it, it was strange. I mean, all I really took from that is is the release date, which had already leaked anyway. So I could already knew it was coming, but you know, it's it's coming. Uh, 10th of September, not too far away, cool, get to play Gears, hopefully uh, what I really wanted to know was does it have a a 4 player co-op campaign Mm. and not just 2 player Um, uh, because for me Gears of War 4 was really lacking in in that sense with only having 2 player co-op Uh, But I mean, really, uh, other than that, as you said, it was a poor way to show the game. So it wasn't really going to to catch your your attention. I think there's a multiplayer tech test was confirmed for the 17th of next month. So about a month to go till that. But, you know, I'm going Gears 5 is something I'm going to play eventually anyway. I I like the Gears series. And although Gears 4 was definitely a low point for the series, still not a bad game. So uh, they didn't really need to do anything for me. To get my interest in this yeah. one but for people maybe that that aren't sold on it I, I suppose it was a missed opportunity to really push it as the the real last hurrah for for xbox exclusives it was strange they didn't didn't take that opportunity
1: yeah yeah and especially just well terminator will be a common common theme throughout this thing They're yeah <laughs> Terminator... I forgot Terminator, about that. Yeah. Actually, be yeah. Terminator skin. I think on I can't remember. I can't even remember the fucking game mode name. Escape. I think yes. Escape. Gears Five. Escape. Where you make like your old hard mode mission thing. Um, yeah. Which they did a really bad job of explaining that as well. So yeah, as as you mentioned, tenth of September for that Game Pass again. Yada yada yada. But it was very bad representation. Um. Dying like two was obviously there last year. It just kind of built on that. It looks like dying like two, but with I? Didn't, I didn't play the first dying like, but it looked like it has more RPG elements. Fair enough. We mentioned Forza, Lego, nobody cares. Gears pop, nobody cares. Um, State of Decay two DLC. I can't remember what it's about, <laughs> which
3: is it, not a good sign. Yeah,
2: it was. It, it's actually releasing. Um, I think it was on day, it, wasn't it? it, it? Yeah, like this, so that was kind of it, just a kind of a launch trailer. Um, obviously the people who play State of the K two are going to play that. We're that we're not the audience for that. That's you know it is it is what it. it is. But
1: <laughs> I'm not going to play it. Um.
2: <laughs> yeah, like uh, but I mean at least they're supporting that game because I know that game does have its, it has its dedicated fan base. So it's cool that they're not just discarding it and moving on to the to the next thing, which hopefully isn't. State of Decay Ooh. 3. Hopefully they yeah, do something, something differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but uh, I mean, it, it really, I don't think we, we could say much much more than that. And, and I mean, th- then, you know, obviously Sony had the, or Sony, Microsoft had kind of this, this little moment where it was like, yeah, you know the way how there's games that are popular in the East that like aren't here. We're going to bring some of them to the West was, and they, they announced fantasy star online too and crossfire X, which is apparently China's most popular Ooh. F online FPS. Um, I'm not sure crossfire 10, eh, crossfire X was something people were asking for. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong on that and I'm just not the audience for it, but it it's, it was, interesting that they've chosen to to bring that to the west but fantasy star online too not for me but obviously mmos are for a lot of people fantasy star online the original was was massive so much so that there's still people keeping servers alive and people are playing it on like gamecube and the original xbox which is insane so the, i think that kind of speaks volumes as to, to to how big an announcement this was for that audience
1: yeah, I think that's the best way of putting it. it it's a hu- I think it's two huge announcements, but for people like you and me, it's like, okay. <laughs> but yeah. if I mean, I think the mentioned both will be free. I think. Um, I'm sure yeah, they are. they are free to yeah. play games. Yeah, so if they're free to play, they coming to Xbox. Uh, I think they said Fantasies Twenty Twenty. I don't think they mentioned Crossfire. Um, but that'll probably be 2020 as well. It, it, it I just don't know what either of them about really. I Obviously can do my research on both of them, be with them both being out in um in Asia and stuff like that, but yeah, that might be something for us to look at and maybe discuss on the next pod, but yeah, two big games coming to Xbox. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um Tales of a Rise not my cup of tea, but you probably know more.
2: Yeah, uh, this is definitely a me a me game. Um, I love the the Tales series; it's just one of the best action RPG series out there. It, it had been a while since the last one launched. I think it was 2016, uh, Tales of Berseria, and um, so it was kind of long overdue. So the games had kind of been samey for a while. They they're solid action RPGs, but they, they weren't really moving the wheel. But this looks different. It looks kind of somewhat different approach artistically. It looks really crisp in terms of the graphics. I'd be surprised if it's not a next gen game. Just just looking at it. I'm not saying it couldn't run on on Xbox One and, and PS4, but I, I just expect it will be next gen. But uh, it definitely caught my attention. I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in that one. Um, though again, it was one of those games that leaked ahead of time so we, we kind of knew it was coming so it wasn't really the, the surprise it could have been for me otherwise. Um, But yeah, no, I'll definitely be, be picking it up. They're, they're real solid RPGs and if there's anyone out there that likes that kind of game and hasn't tried it it's definitely a series I'd recommend.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. Then we got more Borderlands stuff. We got Borderlands 3 trailer which we've covered on two pods i think um the much speculated borderlands 2 free well temporarily free dlc i think it's free to like the middle of july so if you are interested in that go pick that up before it i think it becomes like 15 quid or something like that um so pick up that um dlc beforehand where i think it just bridges the gap between two and three because it has been a while um then one of the well or leaked um releases was elden ring from from software um a george it and collaborated if that's the right word game but it didn't it i don't think it showed what people wanted it just showed a trailer which could have been yeah japanese game
2: (laughs) i I thought with all the information that leaked about this game that it was probably I, i thought it'd be further along uh, so I kind of expected to see some gameplay and, and see more details. It seems like a game that the, the developers are really excited to, to bring to the table, and so I'm surprised that we we didn't get more. As you say, obviously you always have to be wary that it is a Japanese studio. Tokyo Game Show is later in the year. Could well be that that we'll see a blowout there from from Bandai Namco because they're they're one of the main players at at TGS. Uh, so i don't think we'll have to wait too long for more on this but it is just it's disappointing as we discussed earlier that it wasn't a surprise and and secondly that we we didn't kind of get more details
1: yeah absolutely then we got xcloud stuff as we mentioned with google it was kind of they just went it's gonna run through your xbox as a server yada 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 you can play whatever i imagine they will release more proper details um I think it was October. They said it was going to be, um, in beta release or something like that. So yeah, fair enough. I, I I didn't want another half an hour tech bullshit thing that Google did. So fair enough with that. Um, more details at a different time, I presume. Um, Project Scarlet. Then, um, we obviously speculated that this was going to be Xbox's moment to release this, or not release, but to show this. Um, and we just got one of one of them videos where it's talking to, to developers about the power of Xbox and and stuff like that. And it's just, it's very similar to the uh, PS5 um, specs that they did in, in the interview a couple of months ago. So, yeah, <laughs> not really much news, was there?
2: Yeah, I mean, you you could pretty much listen to to what we we said on the podcast at the time to, of the the PS5 um, kind of or play next PlayStation kind of the interview with Mark Cerny on that and the main features and you, you'd get the points because it was all the same. There was a big focus on load times being reduced. Confirmed, will have a solid state drive, ray tracing, you know that that, that new buzzword, AK support. I mean, it, it, it sounds like it's very similar to the next PlayStation. Although I think Neil said in our WhatsApp group that uh, a certain developer has said that the next PlayStation is more powerful than the Xbox. But you know, that's that's here safe for now until until we get the details. Um, you know, I would have hoped maybe they'd that give us more to get hyped about. But I suppose, as we said earlier, that they're, they're probably just not quite ready yet as this was really all they could, could muster. And I mean, ultimately I'm, I'm not a, you know, I, I have a, a passing interest in the tech of it all, but I'm mostly in it for the games. And we knew we weren't going to get too much on that. Um, we did get one game obviously, or, or one game we already knew about, but now seems to be pretty much confirmed as a, a a launch game for the the next Xbox, which is, is Halo Infinite. But, Mm. you know, we, we just got a really cool Halo-esque trailer, the kind of trailer we expect for Halo, no gameplay, which was kind of disappointing at this point.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's the problem really is, we, I think we all knew or definitely highly suspected that there would be, um, the next xbox there maybe not in person but obviously na- not named but um given a release date um and then halo is obviously xbox's biggest ip and what we got was um in engine um cgi just cutscene stuff and i think they said that that's the right right at the start of the game i think that they mentioned um obviously halo it, if you don't get Halo, you would, like people in our group said it's shit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <But> the, <laughs> yeah, the, Halo. I mean, the music just gets you every time. It's albeit the last couple have not been to the same standard. It's, this one is hopefully again a, a, a reboot um, of some kind. But that, I think that's the, the disappointing thing. I think the little stuff, not little stuff, but the the smaller stuff from xbox has been really i think it was really good in this in this press conference where the big stuff halo not what people wanted but it was still good but people wanted gameplay gears 5 was done really stupidly um and possibly the ninja theory ninja Fury thing but that that's not really that big and i don't think people were expecting like a new new game from them but the, i think the big stuff is what let down xbox in this conference is they didn't Present the stuff that we wanted presenting well. They just presented it quite poorly, I suppose.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely echo that. I, I think really the the takeaway from Xbox is that you know we're not ready, but we're working on it. I mean, we've got all these studios and I think next E3 or or maybe in the spring, if they do like a dedicated console um, conference for, for kind of to revealing what's coming in the fall. And um, that's when we'll get the the real blowout of, of things. And, and that's probably when we'll see Fable, which it mm. was, that was the big disappointment for yeah, me that yeah. we didn't get to see uh, Fable. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, it kind of when when turned 10, or not turn 10, sorry, um Playground came out to talk about uh the, the Lego Forza. <laughs> I was like, okay, please say this is when we're gonna get Fable, and then they just went away and there was no mention of Fable. And I was like, well, that's that. Um but I'm I, I think that there definitely is more to to come from Microsoft. And I I'm obviously excited for what they have to show in the future, but I, I just think this was a real kind of safe showing.
1: Yeah, I think save's probably the the best word. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Fable there. I think it makes sense for it to well, we're, we're still only speculating that it actually exists and stuff like that. But I think it it's probably the right decision to save it for next year because save next year, E three their two big games were Halo and Fable. We already know about them, so at least they've got one surprise in the back pocket there will be more. I but I hope there'll be more next year. But um yeah, I think it does make sense to save Fable if it is there, but it is kind of disappointing. Um that it wasn't there. And yeah, I think safe's the best word for it, really. There wasn't too many surprises. Um obviously there's quite a lot of third party stuff. Keanu Reeves was definitely the best moment of, of this conference and probably the weekend. Um <laughs> cost it's Keanu Reeves. But as we mentioned, Game Pass is probably the biggest winner of this. Um and yeah, a lot of a lot of indie stuff going into Game Pass and well, not in slightly less indie stuff. But yeah, I thought it was a, a decent conference, but not the ground shaking one we wanted.
2: Exactly. Like it wasn't a bad conference. Microsoft have had worst showings in the past. Uh obviously other companies have definitely had worse showings it, it was solid it was, it was kind of a six out of ten it did did its job you know and, and that's really all you can say on that like it it just like it was really kind of the trendsetter for this e3 i felt it was, it was the first to kind of proper conferences and it, it set the trend for the the shows to come
1: yeah i think that's fair to fair to say um but we will finish up uh, part one here. Um, obviously, with all these shows, they do tend to go long. But uh, we'll be back with part two, and um, we're not really going to hang up on each other. So, editing. <laughs> so, please come back and join us for uh, for part two, where we discuss the other, other conferences, Bethesda, Ubisoft, etc. and Square. Um. So, yeah, catch you in a bit.